This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Hey, welcome back to KMOX. I am excited about the next half hour you we're going both, to spend buddy. with you. We you have Joe LaRue, a good friend of mine. He's a former NFL re- referee. He's also a lawyer here in town. He's a golfing buddy of mine, and he's one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet and kind enough to come in studio today. Joe, welcome to KMOX. Thank you for having me. I'm surprised you would do it two years in a row. Oh, <laughs> are you kidding? This is the greatest interview ever. So you you were an NFL referee for what, two decades? Yes, that's right, two, 20 years. And you have a ref the Super Bowl. I did, Super Bowl 47. And if I'm correct, that was what, uh, uh, San Francisco and Baltimore. That's the lights out Super Bowl, right? And, and the Harbaugh game. Both, both coaches yeah, were right, horrible. right, right, and and for what forty five minutes the game was stopped because About you guys lost power. Seven minutes, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd never experienced anything like that before, right? No, and and you know when you're standing down in the darkness in the in, in, in the New Orleans Superdome, I mean, you're on the floor, you're like, boy, this is really weird. And 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 initially they thought this might be you know terrorism, Paris, you know. Yeah. And then they figured out it was some, you know, mechanical thing and uh, told us it'll take us this long to get it fixed, and, and that's what happened. You spent 20-plus years in the NFL. I see you have a Super Bowl ring. How many Super Bowls did you ref, and how do you get picked to be a Super Bowl referee? Well, I, I worked one, and I'm very happy and proud to have had that one. Uh, uh, and it's based on your grading or performance. I mean, they grade every play of every game during the year and rank you and, you know, uh, theoret- theoretically, you're, if you finish number one, you work the Super Bowl. And and that grading. So they who does the grading? The officials themselves? Is it the NFL or who who actually performs? It's that? the league. They have we have uh, supervisors in the officiating department, and every week, you know, one of them is assigned to look at every play in the game, at every official on every play, and then uh, you know, with comments, uh, you know, good and bad, and also to grade every flag. Or every play where they think there should have been a flag and one was not thrown, and that's how they do it. You have, I think, as difficult a job. You were a, a, a lines judge, right? I was a deep official, deep line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you're covering inbounds, out of bounds, but you're also covering a lot of downfield pass interference calls, which are in so many games determinative of who wins and who loses. That's got to the pressure of that has got to be immense. Well, to put it in perspective. You know, there there is no yardage to that. It's the spot of the foul, because so it could be a fifty yard penalty. penalty. Yeah, so I mean, it's a game changer. And and going into that, you see how often are you the only official that sees something and nobody else sees it? And and how did you? Are you on an island at that? Fortunately, point? it's that's very rare. Yeah. Normally, you know, we all overlap each other in terms of coverage and what we're looking at. When the ball goes in the air, 
then everybody goes to the, to the players with, where the ball is, okay, as opposed to, you know, I have responsibilities on certain people at the line of scrimmage when the play starts, you know, but but once the quarterback throws a ball, everybody should be looking over in that area, assuming you're downfield. So we all have the benefit on Sundays of slow motion, about 30 different angles. Uh, now that you're a, a fan like us, you're watching the games on a Sunday, uh, and we all consternate over blown calls or what people perceive to be blown calls. Now as a retired uh, NFL referee, when you watch the game, do you feel like you guys are getting it right most of the time? I know we are. Yeah. I know we are. I mean, how many times do they change it? I mean, you know, the, there, there's there's so much more replay review now, and then how often do they come back and say that, uh, you know, they reversed a the call? But, I mean, but, again, that's one thing that's good about replay is that they have the ability to catch obvious mistakes and, and correct it right there. And, and as you're pointing out, John, I mean, on a pass, you know, I might have half a second yeah. to, to recognize, and I got to know where the ball is, I got to know where the – you know, the player is the contact and what, what where the defender's wins. head is. In some plays, I got to know whether the quarterback was in the pocket when he threw the ball. I mean, there's all kinds right. of things you got to take into consideration. Is, is there ever the thought of, I think I saw something, I'll call it and replay can fix it? Or if you didn't, if you I, I have, have no, no respect, certainty, I have no respect for you if you if you officiate that way. You do not officiate the replay. You, you were paid, you're hired to make the call on the field. And if replay changes it or comes in, well, that's what their job is, okay? But do I think that there are officials that do it? Yeah, I do. And I yeah. think that's a mistake. That is. I want to take you to one particular incident that happened late in the season. It was consequential. It was the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys late in the game. Uh, and the, the Lions are going for two uh, to, to win the game. It was a one-point game. And rather than kick the extra point, they were going for two. And they had a tackle-eligible play that came in. Uh, the referee apparently misunderstood which player was eligible on the play and it apparently blew the call. How did you – you know the call I'm talking about. Yeah, and, and I, you know, the ref, referee did not blow the call, and mm. I don't think he mistakenly did. You know, the, the Detroit coach set that up to trick the defense, you know, in terms of uh, who was going to be eligible right. wearing an ineligible number, okay? So he sent two or three players to the referee, which that never happens unless you're reporting. I mean, that was a design situation, and he admitted after – uh, the game was over later on that, that that's what they were doing, trying uh, to fool the Cowboys. Uh-huh. But at the same time, that same player that he that the referee reported had been reporting to him the whole ball game, not the other guy, okay? Uh, uh, I mean, there's some issue as to whether he got it right from the guy, but the bottom line is you'll see the players going to the referee, yeah. reporting to him, and he announced the guy to talk to him, okay? And uh, and again, their 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 goal was to fool the Cowboys into thinking that one guy's, but that that is not part of the rules. Well, that is it, not the intent of the rules. Because in fact, the referee announces publicly that number sixty eight is eligible. Not only does he the announce defense, it, he points at it, and, tells and the then defense. every official on the field will point at him too to acknowledge yeah. that this is the guy. And and you have to tell the defense that's the guy that's reporting as ineligible. Well, I can tell you right now, the. Uh, 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 Whatever team it was, they knew what they or Detroit knew what they were doing when when if, if in fact he had gotten the wrong information, they could have corrected it. Right. They didn't want to correct it. They and that's why they, and and the first my first reaction when I saw the play is, how did that guy get so open? Nobody was covering him. Right. Well, you know why? Because they didn't know he was uh, declared as an LG. Yeah. I mean, that was my first reaction to it. Something's wrong here. That's great. I mean, that is a great description of, of what happened. And that, I mean, thinking back on that play, that's exactly how it happened. Well, well think about the, the you know, Quinn, who Dan, Dan Quinn, whatever, the, the defensive coordinator, for he's one of the best coaches in the league. You think he wouldn't have covered a guy? 
I mean, there's no way he would have had the guy covered if he knew he was reporting as, a, as an eligible. So, obviously, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl when we come back in the next segment. But give us a little flavor of what an NFL referee's life is like. If you're refing a game at noon on Sunday, when does your week start and when does it end? Well, I mean, there's something going on throughout the week. As if you check with my law partners, they'll be happy to let you know that I was practicing football law. <laughs> but the bottom line is, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, as soon as the game's over, you're going to be on the plane watching the, the, the video of the game and having a cocktail. But my point is, you do that, and then you know you've got to, you got to file an online report by Monday. You did a you did a paper report after the game. You have an online report by Monday. Uh, you know by by Monday night, Tuesday, you're going to have grades back, and you have to file responses to them. Okay, you've got a rules test that goes out every week that you got to you know work on and have it ready to, before you get to the game. Um, you know, so you got the grading process three days, and then you know Thursday and Friday, you know it's it's kind of like you look at training tapes. Uh, you know, uh, scouting tapes of the teams, you know, receivers, players, whatever. Uh, you know, you're normally on a Sunday game. You're flying out Saturday morning, and unfortunately with St. Louis, that means i got to connect everywhere. So I'm <laughs> out at 4 o'clock in the morning, and, uh, you know, I get to the site, and we have a three-hour, you know, pregame uh, meeting in the afternoon. And then normally I try to get to the room. and what, I used to watch college football, but those games are so long now, I can't stay <laughs> you know, And they got... So much replay, it's ridiculous. Uh, and then, you know, I got to be at the stadium next morning, three hours before the game. You got pregame responsibilities, and then you work the game, and then it all starts all over. Again. Yeah, and not to mention, I mean, you're out there with world class athletes. You've got to keep yourself in yeah. some good shape. I mean, you guys, uh, on average, what, 40 to 65 years well, old or so? I, I mean, that's the range, 40 to 65. I actually almost hit 70 when I left. And I think they decided that. You know, it was one thing for me to be two decades behind these world-class athletes, but not four. <laughs> Joe LaRue is our guest, a former NFL official, and uh, what a joy it is to have him. He's going to stick around after this short break. Visiting with Joe LaRue, former NFL referee, local labor attorney here in St. Louis. And, Joe, uh, you've refereed uh, one Super Bowl. We're going to have this Super Bowl now in Las Vegas Gambling is a part of the NFL, and that's something that uh, they've had a very scrupulous eye on in the past, correct? I mean, I, I, it's uh, every year when we have our, our summer clinic, uh, you know, I bet they spend an hour with us just going over all the – they'll explain the lines, gambling, and all that, and they just make it, you know, very clear. And it's in our contract that I couldn't even go to Las Vegas without getting clearance. That was just, you know, in business or whatever. And, uh, you know, uh, I could I could never go into a hotel with a sports book uh, – uh, yeah, no, it was clearly understood that you you didn't go anywhere near that, and now you've got what in in the house in the stadium, you know, betting that you yeah. can do, unbelievable. Yeah, and, I, and and Vegas. Is there a concern for the integrity of the game? I think I think there has to be, and there there's a strong concern, and I can tell you the league takes it very seriously. So here's my question: I love technology. You know, I'm a as you know, Michael, oh yeah, you're I'm a tech guy. The, dude. I'm up to the very latest of <laughs> yeah. the new technology. Doesn't so know you his got, password. We yeah, got yeah. the replays out there where you got you know the camera, the slow mo. You can watch the guy. And they they even paint the first down line on the on the screen there for me. You got yellow line where you got to reach that yellow line, which they call an estimate on the TV, whatever. And but all of this technology, Joe Larue, in football and all of sports, and yet. It's fourth in inches, and the ball is placed down on the field, and out come two 60-year-old gentlemen with a couple of sticks and a chain, a 10-foot chain link. That seems to me to be a little less, I don't know, in this technological age, that's a little archaic, isn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it'll change eventually. They'll go to something. I mean, they've got so many. But they could fix it now with replay on cameras, depending on whether they could spot the ball. You know, the thing is, the first call by, by the official subjective. It's what right. they think it is. And you can't always see the ball, although you're not supposed to call anything until you know. But but they can pick that up. And, yeah, but that is the, the mechanic, the routine for figuring out whether yeah. it's first down is when you put the ball on the ground and stretch the chains, and sometimes they're older guys. So is <laughs> is the is the spot of the ball, do you start the 10 yards from the front tip yes. of the football? So yes. so the front tip of the football starts your 10-yard game. And all it's got to do is break the plane of the, of yeah. the line to game line, you know, and uh, again, that's that's somewhat subjective. I think that I don't even know whether they they started putting something in the balls, but even that, because yeah. depending on whether the ball's in the front or this way or whatever. Well, so, it's when the knee goes down. I mean, there's so well, many moving parts. that determines when the, the player is down. Right. The question is where the ball, the ball that was. Hand. People don't understand that it's all about where the ball is yeah. when you decide that the play's dead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's 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 probably old-fashioned, but, uh, you know, I, who knows? I think they'll probably modernize Any it. rule change that you think would be helpful in football? Um, yeah, but, I mean, they're more technical things. Uh, you know, like well, you know, you have an you have an example. Uh, uh, no, I I can't think of anything that, that I would change right now. I, I I do think that the fact that you know the game is all about the safety of the players is is the most important uh, you know consideration. You I, you uh, have uh, obviously are a fan now. Would you consider yourself a fan? You watch the games. Do you root for teams? I watch the games, and I yeah. I, there's there's one team I like more than others. I try not to advertise it. Sure. But, uh, uh, yeah, no. And mostly I'm a fan of certain coaches and players and things like That's that. That's what People I was going to ask you. You know the human beings who are playing in this Super Bowl, whether it be Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes or Kyle Shanahan or uh, the McCafferty. You know these. Are good humans? Yeah. I, when I when I say know them, I interact with them, you know, and uh, whatever, especially like, like Coach Reid. I mean, he was coaching in Philadelphia when I started 20 years ago, so I got to know him pretty well. And I had his, you know, when, when you go to training camps with these guys, you spend all day with them and, you know, it's it's not like I mean, if, if Coach Reed saw me, would he know me? Yes. Uh, you know, it's not like you have an off season relationship. But but my point is, you know, when you work with the same coaches and players, so many times you get to know each other. Yeah, uh, you, these humans that we see on television are huge, right? And they're going at each other a thousand miles an hour. Everything seems to be fair in the NFL. Uh, is that their personality, or is that just during a game? Uh, that's during a game. I mean, there. I mean, there is something that happens to these players when they take the field and play the game that it's hard to describe. I mean, the um, you know the hitting, the size, the strength, the speed, and everything are uh, that that was probably the most amazing difference when I went from college ball to the pros. And these guys are doing this for a living. I mean, this is for their families and whatever. So they take it dead serious and they play to win. Just have a second. Better game today than it was twenty years ago, or about the same? Um. I don't. I don't think you can compare them because you know when I watched uh, you know the Green Bay Packers in the seventies or sixties and seventies and no, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, they were all great teams for their time. Do I think you know? I, I mean, Dan Deardorff and I've flown together a number of times and we've talked about that. It's different. I mean, Dan Deardorff is one of the top offensive linemen, Hall of Fame linemen, and he was what two seventy five, two eighty. These yeah, guys are three seventy five, yeah. three eighty. Yeah. So imagine the difference. That's Joe LaRue. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening Nerds. today's episode is sponsored by nerd wallet smart money podcast get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds nerd wallets experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights no financial misinformation allowed learn how to save on your summer vacation find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Former NFL official Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Who better to start off our day than the Hall of Famer, the Super Bowl winning MVP from the St. Louis Rams. He is Kurt Warner. Kurt, good to see you. Good to see you. How are you doing during the week? I, you know what? It's a, uh, it's been interesting. This is my first Vegas experience okay. too. Oh, really? So first yeah. Time you've been here. Okay. Yeah. So first Vegas Super Bowl first, first right. Vegas experience. So okay. taking it all well, in. What trust if... me, it's going to get crazier than this. But, <laughs> it uh, absolutely I'm is. I'm excited to see what and how Vegas handles it. Always enjoy coming to Vegas. There's so many different things to do, but now you tie in the Super Bowl. It's right. going to be crazy. You are here today with Big Game Blitz, uh, Bingo yeah. Blitz. Uh, yeah. And, Kurt, uh, you know, you're going to have to talk about what exactly we are looking for in the game. But, essentially, you, quarterback Kurt Warner, are hoping that the quarterback gets sacked in the game on, uh, on no, Sunday? Don't, don't let those guys know that. Because if I was in the game, I probably wouldn't be promoting this particular right. thing. But here's the thing. I grew up playing bingo. Um, and there was nothing better than when – you hit bingo yeah. and you raise your card and you had that bingo moment and took home whatever prize that was. And so to me, Super Bowl is so much about that. Having your bingo moment. You'll remember back in Super Bowl 34, I got my bingo moment, you know, throwing that touchdown pass. And you always remember those iconic plays in the Super Bowl. So we're kind of celebrating that. Who's going to have their bingo moment this weekend, Sunday afternoon in the game? But we're hoping somebody at home has a bingo moment. So you mentioned it, Bingo Blitz, free app. Go download the app. Sign up for an account, all free. And then if one of these defenses sets a Super Bowl record with eight sacks in this Super Bowl, then somebody at home will have their bingo moment, raise their card, and win $1 million. So kind of tying in my childhood. We're tying in the Super Bowl. We're tying in Vegas all together, hoping that somebody at home gets their bingo moment as well. Next year is going to be 25 years since uh, since wow. that Super Bowl. And yeah. it seems like every year, I mean, it, it's got to be frustrating for you with the relationship that you have with Tory, knowing that we are still talking year after year about whether or not yes. he is going to get his name called yes. tonight. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm hoping. It's way overdue. I mean, I – and, you know, I went through the process, and I understand the process that it is, and I understand all the great players 
that are out there. It's just it's just hard for me to to find any reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, all you got to do is pull out a stat sheet and compare it. I mean, you're an all-decade player uh, in a game that's been around just, you know, over, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to me that for some reason he continues to be overlooked. I'm hoping this is the year because it's well overdue. Uh, Isaac had to wait longer yeah. than he than he should have to get in. Uh, Tories had to wait longer than he should have. Orlando I, had to wait. I mean, the fact that he had to wait more than a year. It's, yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it, so it doesn't always make sense uh, on why, you know, but you understand there's there's great players out there. And Tory will have his moment. Uh, it just seems to be sooner rather than later. And so we're all hoping that it's uh, it, it's finally comes to pass tonight um, and we can celebrate with him. And there's, you know, they keep adding wide receivers onto the list now. I mean, you, you keep getting these guys. And next year, another great one, Larry Fitzgerald, will be added yeah. to the list. And you keep looking at, you know, when you see these young wide receivers now in such a pass-heavy sure. NFL and they're setting stats, and it seems like Tory's yeah. name always keeps popping up, like, best numbers since and it you see yeah. a list of three names and well, Tory's name is on that for how good he was and he's still in the record books for different things but you're right i mean i think one of the biggest things is you got to kind of take it by era as opposed to just going looking overall mm-hmm. numbers i mean it, and, and you know oftentimes the biggest thing to me when it comes to hall of famers is you watch guys play and you say okay was that guy the guy you know was that guy a difference maker because even with the stats not only is it across eras but let's also remember that marshall falk was in the backfield and and isaac bruce was on the other side and so when you talk about numbers a lot of these guys are putting up numbers because they're the guy they're getting targeted 150 175 times a season where our guys could only catch 80 passes because the other guy was catching 80 and the other guy was catching 80 (laughs) and so uh i think they get hurt a little bit because we were so good as a team that you know, and Tory's numbers yeah. still stack up with anybody that's ever played, but they would have been even greater. They would have been even you know more uh, dynamic and historic at that time, had they not played together. And so, uh, I think all those factors go into it. But again, bottom line is he deserves to be in. Yeah. He was that kind of player, and he was that kind of player for a long, long time. Um, let's just hope that it, that it happens sooner rather than later. You, you mentioned the record books. I saw, I, I can't remember what I was watching the other day. Let's just say it was NFL Network. Yeah. And <laughs> I saw it come out of Brock Purdy, latest draft pick to start a Super Bowl. And then on the bottom it said, does not count Kurt Warner because sure. you weren't drafted. I, have you talked to Purdy about ment- like what it's going into this and the success that he has had? being overlooked by so many the yeah. way you were you know just just a little bit so i've known brock for a couple of years we don't have a really close relationship uh you know i talked to him interviewed him last week so we talked a little bit about that uh but i think he's just got a good perspective on it you know when you're in the midst of it like we make a big deal of it because everybody out there is talking about it but usually as a player it's like whatever i get it you know i, I get it i was undrafted i worked in a grocery store I understand why people might have doubts or why, uh, you know, people are going crazy that I'm here because I shouldn't be. I understand that, but it didn't affect me. Like, yeah. I didn't go into it going, well, I'm just a stock boy. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. I better. I knew I was good. I knew I could play. And, and I focused in on those kinds of things. And and that to me is, you know, just talking to Brock. That's exactly what he's doing. He's like, I'm, I appreciate the situation I'm in. I appreciate the talent. That's around me. I appreciate that I got the opportunity, and now I'm doing what I have to do with that opportunity. And so that, to me, is the perspective. You continue to focus on you and what you believe and the confidence that you have in you, and you don't listen to 
Mr. Irrelevant or the stock boy or the undrafted guy. None of that matters on Sunday. Nobody cares where you were drafted, when you were drafted, uh, or, or anything beyond this. It's all about what you do in that moment. Well, hopefully tonight, I, I know that it would mean a lot to you to get another one of your wide receivers it in. Would, yes. Hopefully we uh, we get that good news, and then I know you're going to be on the game, on the call on Westwood One yep. coming up this Sunday. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I hope this is the night for Tory, and then uh, talk about a bingo moment. That'd be a huge bingo moment for him. Uh, but, yes, we got NFL Network, eight and a half hours on Sunday morning, and then I'll be calling the game on Westwood One after that. So it's a long day, but it's a fun day, and I can't wait. Kurt, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Key block by the left guard, Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnie. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard, Tom Ackerman, with the block that, that set him free. It's a first down. Ah, yes, indeed. It is that time. It is time to make some NFL picks. Welcome back. Tom Ackerman, the radio Tom Ackerman, back with you. Always appreciate the offensive linemen making way for us as we get ready to make our picks for Super Bowl 58 sports on a Sunday morning, wrapping up with a celebrity guest picker. It is the president of McKelvey Homes, Jim Brennan, a great sponsor here on KMOX Radio with us. How are you, Jim? Good morning, Tom. It's great to be here on Super Sunday. Good to be with you. Sports on a Sunday morning. I know the tradition in your home and your car, correct? That's correct. And uh, you have a tradition on Super Bowl Sunday of doing what? How do you celebrate today? Well, we will watch the commercials and uh, some of the game. Okay. All right. Some of the game. No, we'll watch a game. We somewhat, it's always, I enjoy the commercials, you know. I do, too. We somewhat pay attention to the game in the house. I Super Bowl parties, I will say. That, by the way, your son Phil is here. And, uh, Phil, we appreciate you being with us. How are you doing? Uh, good, Tom. Thanks for having us. It's good to have you. Sorry, sometimes Jim and I just give this is we do this on the golf. Hey, course. I know get, uh, uh, that's how it rolls. Uh, that's how uh, that's how my dad rolls. I've we been get with a little, him long enough. <laughs> we get a little side for the ride. Yeah, a lot of yeah. time, so uh, um, it's all good. But uh, Super Bowl parties, <clears throat> I used to really enjoy them, and then at some point, I said I can't pay attention to the game. Like the whole crowd in this house dies down and gets quiet during the commercials. But when the football is going on, I can't hear Nance. I can't hear Romo. I can't understand what's going on. That may I, be good not hearing Romo, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I don't know. But it is uh, – I have to pay attention to the game. Do you Do you not feel I, that way? I enjoy watching it at home. Uh, last year we went to uh, Mike and Vicky Chabot's Super Bowl party for half, mm -hmm. and then we left and we watched the game, the last half at home. I think a lot of people do that. Uh, today, I'm really excited about watching the Chiefs today and Taylor Swift, of course. Of course. I'm a big uh, Taylor Swift fan because my daughter is. My daughter, Erica, we went, we actually saw her at Arrowhead. Oh, wow. I was very fortunate to see the second show, the Saturday show. Little did we know that this romance would come out of that weekend and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift would be dating. Taylor's going to be there. She got I, in I apparently in Los Angeles, so from her uh, show in Tokyo, so she's going to be there. I know that everyone's very happy to hear that. I'm, Phil, I'm sure Megan and Olivia will be watching. Uh, this uh, yeah, they're uh, they're very excited. I even found a little uh, Taylor Swift prop bet sheet that they're going to fill out. Uh, so it has all these questions they can answer about Taylor Swift in the game. So 
Um, I think everyone in my family will be engaged. The Swift effect is real. I mean, it's great. I think for football, I do too, and for Taylor Swift, it's definitely great for her. She's bigger than the NFL. She is. She is the biggest pop star on the planet and maybe the most recognizable star on the planet at this point. So, Tom, let me ask you this. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? It changes. It changes. I would say for, for like the test of time, you know, I thought when she broke out with 22, it was the, it was a mainstream hit because I liked her when she was a country music star. But when she broke into the mainstream, that was a big hit off of her red album. When Erica started becoming a Taylor Swift fan, and she's way, way bigger than I could ever be, she knew everything about her. She followed everything. And when we were able to go to the show, she knew every song. She knew every... I've never seen a show, and I've been to a lot, and I've seen The Grateful Dead. I've seen Jimmy Buffett. Maybe those are the only two that I could think of where they have a fan base that diehard, that into it, that understanding of everything that's going on. It's amazing. So I'm a fringe Swift fan for the, from that standpoint. I'm not a Swifty, but I understand <laughs> the power of Taylor Swift. It's incredible. It's actually really good for the NFL. It's brought in a lot of new fans. I think the only thing, Phil, that we maybe get irritated with is that, you know, I, I've received about 50 emails from PR firms telling me about their romance, about how Kelsey's jersey is the high, like, I get it. I get it. Travis, Jer- Travis Kelsey's jersey, the highest selling jersey. I understand. You don't have to hit me over the head with too much. It's not their fault. It's just that's that's our culture today, I guess. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's been great for the NFL and uh, for Taylor Swift. Um who knows? I've seen a lot of uh, weird thoughts about, uh, I mean, is the NFL putting this on? Is uh, I know. I is see that too. concocted for uh, growing the NFL? That's uh, another for layer. For another market that they haven't tapped into. It's that young uh, female audience that they don't have. So, I mean. So is this really a conspiracy? Isn't that funny how there will be another question out there that, and the, real, like I think a lot of our listeners actually uh, have heard this and some of them maybe have caught on to it, but it's just when something becomes that popular, it just grows like wildfire. I want to go back to your comment on commercials, how you're an advertiser, how impactful is it? I know it's a big price oh, it's, tag, it, but it's great. Uh, I wish uh, McKelvey homes could afford a little 30 second commercial, a but, 30 second uh, local Tom, I got to tell you the, uh, your show has really helped us sell And You know, last year was our 125th anniversary uh, so we uh, celebrated by donating $1,898, which is, as you know, the year McKelvey Homes was formed, uh, to uh, a particular charity for every home we sold. And in 2023, we sold 112 homes. So we gave away $212,000 and some change to Cardinal Glennon Independence Center, uh, the Dravet Syndrome Foundation, which you graciously have hosted our big fundraiser every year since inception, and then the St. Vincent de Paul Society. So, you know, my parents taught me the importance of giving back to the community, and, and I have people all the time say, hey, I heard you on the radio. I heard you on the radio. And hopefully our efforts uh, last year will help encourage other people to give. Uh, I'm very proud of Phil and his wife, Elizabeth, and our three uh, wonderful grandchildren, Olivia, Duke, and Megan, who, as you know, uh, had a little donut and golf ball sale and 
in DePere last year and raise some money. So uh, they're carrying on the Brennan tradition of giving back, which is it's really what it's all about. That is awesome. Love to hear that. And I, I will credit you with getting me more involved through that with Cardinal Glennon. With Independence Center, my wife went to the that was great. Dancing, dancing with, with the, the Stars. Star. Yeah. I was calling a basketball game, or I would have been there we as well. We still have you on the hit list for dancing. I know you do. You know? Matt Slater hit me up for it uh, <laughs> this past year, wanted me to get involved with it. We had Matt on the air talking right. about it. Um, what do you have in store for 2024 in terms of charities this time around? Well, uh, you know, that was a one-year deal, our 125th anniversary. And, and Rose, Phil, mm-hmm. and his brothers, Charlie and Patrick, uh, and I've been talking about it, and we said, hey, that really worked. Uh, it was a, a great year for us. And so we decided to go ahead and extend it uh, for our 126th anniversary, and we're going to give $1,898 to the Ronald McDonald House, which uh, they're building a new facility, should open soon. Uh, our friend Dan Harbaugh, you know him mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. how great he is and the fine work. Uh, so we're happy to support that, which will help parents, family members of kids suffering, uh, whether it's either Cardinal Glennon or St. Uh, uh, Louis Children's Hospital, a place to stay while their children is, are recovering at the hospital. So uh, we'll do that for the first quarter, and uh, we're off to a good start already. For uh, every home that you sell. Every home we sell for the first quarter, we'll do it. Uh, it's a Ronald McDonald House this year. So 212000 did I hear that right, for last year? That was last year. It was divided between those four charities, depending on how many homes that we sold. And we do that in addition to the other causes we celebrate. But, um, you know, we're happy that we're able to do that. Uh, last year started off really strong, and interest rates were, uh, went up. Now they've come down some. And, you know, I'd like Phil to maybe talk about some of the promotions we've got going on now. Absolutely. And before you do that, I, I wanted to give a quick little story leading into it, is that you know, I coach basketball. I coach seventh grade girls hoops. So I've got a game here later today. And all I'm thinking about, even though we split our games yesterday, we won the first one, lost the second one. All I can think about is what could I have done better <laughs> to win the second one? You know, typical coach. But we had a practice during Christmas break. And we couldn't practice at our school because it was closed. So we practiced in Afton, uh, Center St. Louis. Nice spot. And on our way back, I told Audrey, I go, hey, let's duck into the preserve. And I want to I want to show you this neighborhood. And she's 13 years old, very aware, loves to know how things are built and how neighborhoods are built. I thought it'd be a fun learning experience for her. And we sent her through there uh, in the car with me, and and I just let her explore it. She's like, "Wow, Dad! Like, what is that?" And I said, "It's Tower T. That's yeah. the back of Tower T. Yeah. Think about it. I could just walk and go hit Paul's, or I could walk over here and go to Ted Drew's, and right. a mile away. You're basically in the city, South County technically, but you're in the city." beautiful neighborhood. You got wildlife. You can go fishing. That's pretty neat. It's a great location. We were so pleased the Archdiocese of St. Louis selected us for that site. And uh, it's gone terrific for us. We, there's four villages there. McKelvey Homes is building in three. And uh, we do have our special promotion uh, there for this year. So, Phil? Yeah, what do you have there? Um, yeah, for the month of February, we are offering $20,240 in free options. Um, for not just the preserve, which is, you know, like Tom said, right at Tower T and Resurrection Cemetery. Um, also, we have it at our subdivision Inverness in O'Fallon. Um, that is right at Bryan and Fizey Road. Um, we also offer it at Summerland, which is at Highway Double D and Summers. 
and um, our Wild Horse product, which is uh, right by the old Chesterfield Mall. Um, it's a huge development, um, and we're doing really modern-looking homes we've never done before. It's a really cool site. Um, if you've not been there or been by it, you should check it out. It's really, really cool. Um, and uh, that'll be good through February, so... There you go. That's awesome. Uh, before we make our Super Bowl picks, baseball season begins after this game. So that's exciting. Your outlook on the Cardinals. How do you feel? Honestly, how do you feel about the Cardinals here in 2024, Jim? You know, I've got mixed emotions. I did happen to hear some guy on the radio this morning on the way to 8 o'clock mass talking about how he likes the bullpen and uh, defense is solid. Uh, you know, the Cardinals are always there. They're perennial winners. Uh, they've got great leadership and management. And uh, I think Goldschmidt's going to have a really good year. Arenado, uh, you know, the starting pitchers have been the question. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should have Rose here. She watches every game. She knows more about it than me. Yeah, you know ball. Well, Rose does know ball, though. She she absolutely does. But you know. You know what's going on. I I, I wonder if they're going to extend Goldschmidt here before this season gets going, if they'll announce that in spring training. This is his last year under contract. We'll see. But Jordan Walker emerging, Mason Wynn and the youth of this team, but it does come down to Goldschmidt and Arenado have to have solid MVP-like years if this team is going to be a major player. Pitching, though, is number one, as you said. Starting pitching has got to be great. Uh, Let's talk Super Bowl before we go here. Obviously, that's why we're here. Uh, We're talking Super Bowl picks, Chiefs and the 49ers. I'm going to ask both of you for your picks, and we do it with the point spread. So I'm not asking you to throw down money. I'm asking you for the benefit of our listeners who you think with the points or giving the points, who is it? 49ers, a two-point favorite against the Chiefs, Jim Brennan. Uh, Got to go with the Chiefs. Um, I, uh, I think it's going to be 49ers 20 and Chiefs 24. Why do you say that? Well, because that's our promotion, Tom. <laughs> $20,240 off, and Rose and I were talking this morning, and I said, boy, what do you think? Uh, I don't know the spreads. Maybe Patrick Brennan would know better than me, but I think it's 2024. I heard this smart guy on the radio today. He was wrong, though. He said it was 2023. I heard Tom That's Ackerman. <laughs> You're, you and I are very close. I've got Chiefs beating the 49ers 23-20. to 20. I think this is a low-scoring, relatively speaking, game. I would take the under. If you're betting yeah. that, I think the under, I'll look it up while you're talking, Phil, but I think it's 47 and a half. But I'll look it, it, up. it was 47 and a half. Okay. And I, I agree with that, Tom. I, I think the under, I think it's going to be low scoring. And um, I do. Um, it looked like there was a late line move. Um, so it looks like some big money came on uh, on uh, San Francisco. So um, I think I'm going to go with the Niners and it's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be... 24-14 Niners. Okay. Oh, you got them. Ooh, holding, wow, holding them down to 14. That's scoring game. I mean, it could very well happen. Uh, the line, I still have it at two here, and the over-under at 47.5. I would take the under, and I've got the Chiefs plus two. I really do think the Chiefs figure out a way to win this game. That's typically what they do. I think their defense wins it for them. I think they have a good ball-hawking secondary that can confuse, and Steve Spagnuolo is really good at this, blitzing and confusing, changing looks to Brock Purdy, who's an excellent quarterback. But Patrick Mahomes is experienced when it comes to things breaking down. And the 49ers will try to break things down. They don't have the reliable receivers they used to have. They have Kelsey and a couple of others, but mostly this is going to be Patrick Mahomes being innovative. Yeah, obviously a winner. He's had such uh, a great 
uh, track record of performing when he needs to. So uh, he's just a fine leader. It is going to be fun. Well, Phil, always great to see uh, you and your family, and great to see this guy. Yeah, you got thanks, a good Tom, one for here, having buddy. us. Uh, you know, I've never been on the radio before. So, wow, uh, you did well. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. Um, well, if I'm picking celebrity pickers, i got to get one of our big sponsors in here, and that's Jim Brennan, president of McKelvey Homes. Thank you for all you do for us, but mostly for the community. I mean, we appreciate you, of course, here at the station, but you're doing a lot for the community. You're taking, you're saying and doing. You know, you're, you're doing exactly what you said you would do. You're giving money every home that's sold back to the St. Louis community charities, and the most uh, recent development is that you're adding Ronald McDonald House to the mix. We're, we're happy to do it, Tom, and thank you for all you do for St. Louis. You, you're you out there every, I don't know how Angie does it, you're out there every weekend. <laughs> I don't know I'm seeing something, and, uh, you know, uh, St. Louis is just a very philanthropic area, so thank you so much. Absolutely. Folks, enjoy your day. We thank you for joining us on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. The game's at 5.30, but I don't know when your party starts. Probably already has. We'll have a great time with it. And tomorrow morning, Total Information AM will break it all down for you right here on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.